but being open and to that change, I think is the biggest, biggest takeaway I've learned from this so far, man. Like I was super against moving. I'm super against mm -hmm. trying this, um, but realizing that like now that I'm in a space where I can feel more comfortable, you start to feel a little bit more confident um, just by opening yourself up to just different opportunities and different things. Real big. I know one day I would do it real big. Oh man, this is a this is a really special moment, man. So we have my guy Carl Hanner on. Um, it's not really an interview. We're just gonna be talking a little bit about navigating life transitions. I feel like it's a really important topic um, because people we go through. I think naturally throughout the day we go through transitions, but a lot of times, um, like year over year we go through life transitions. You just had a baby. You just, I mean, there's a lot of things that are happening right now in terms of your transition. I really want you, uh, want to hear a little bit about like um, your story and your journey and things like that, man. But, um, but Carl, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Uh, so I'm Carl Hanner, uh, as Rob just mentioned. I've been all over as far as like, we were just mentioning transition. I was a teacher, I was an educator, I was a filmmaker, uh, and currently I am, as my friends would say, an entrepreneur. So it's it's really just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's exactly where it is right now, man. Like I said, it's, it's a lot. It's a, the transitions have been crazy. They've come fast. Uh, but to your point, man, like we don't document them, you know, um, I like to, consider myself calculated, but there's certain things that you just can never plan for. Right. Never plan for. That's so real, man. I mean, you're a great content creator. You're just a, a boss when it comes to a lot of these things. Um, and I feel like the skill set of teaching has led you to be a really cool uh, communicator when it comes to social situations too. Like, like if there's a like if there, if there's a new a new game or a board game or something, you will explain those rules to a T, as if it was like to children. But I'm like, wait a second, I can understand. I'm terrible at games, and, and you be like, yo, like this is how you, yeah, just get. And this is so, uh, it comes so naturally to you. I just feel like that's a really dope skill set. Um, and I, I realized that that's also just a life skill too, bro. Like, uh, you know, my wife, she always tells me that I need to learn how to get more succinct with stuff. So like tell a story in a minute, tell a story in 30 seconds, then give me a one sentence story. And I'm like, got it. So like now I'm like learning how to break things down in that way. And even with like content creation, bro, like I can tell you all the technical stuff that goes on behind it, but most people are just like, nah, I just want the video. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like breaking that down into bite-sized things is like, that's a life skill, bro. Like that's real, real, I think a good way to be. Plus it helps you to uh, understand things for yourself. You know? Right. When you can take a large concept and just speak into the transition, like right now I'm trying to like take apart a whole mountain, but like when you do it in bite-sized things, it's like it actually feels manageable. It doesn't feel as overwhelming. 
Yeah, man. So that's what I was about to say. Like, how do you feel in general? How's life in Texas? Um, I know you just moved from from New, from New York City to to Texas. How's life, man? Bro, it's hot. <laughs> I don't I don't get how anybody can deal with the heat of Texas, but I realize too that like there's so many opportunities down here that you know you you. I moved to New York from from DC, from Pittsburgh, and all that other stuff. And I thought that New York was the land of opportunities, and it is. But there's less people willing to help you in New York than there are in Texas, if that makes sense. Like the community mm-hmm. is wide open to saying, "Oh, you need this, all right, bet." And what I've come to understand is that they support each other in that way. So, like speaking with some people that I'm trying to do business with now, like when you're in, you're in versus, you know, in New York or a lot of like saturated markets, when you're in, it's like you had to beat out 10,000 people to get to this one spot and hell, you still might be lower on the total pole than you might want to be. So it's, Texas is actually shaping up to be a a beneficial thing. And I I was so against it at first, man. I feel you. And you know, like in terms of those opportunities, because I feel like um, in New York, you can see opportunities immediately. It's like, oh, wait, that could be a business. That's cool. That's I could do that. I could help a person with that and charge a fee. Um, and when it comes to the lifestyle of Texas, does it feel like it's people are just more receptive to receiving an opportunity or being helped by someone? Or what do you think the difference is? Uh, that's a good question. So, like in New York, uh, and just speaking on content creation, like right now, I, I used to have a network there in New York in which, like, if I needed like something for film or you know wanted to get up with somebody, it's a phone call and a train ride away. Right. You know what I mean? But like here, you have to go through five to ten different people to get to that one spot. But once you get to that one spot those same five to 10 people are going to go tell five to 10 people. So you reach a little bit farther, Mm -hmm. a little bit faster versus in New York, like it's accessible, but it's not really a community, not really a network for for It's just like, Mm -hmm. you can get what you want and you can do what you want, but it's never going to be someone else helping you. You always got to do it yourself. Versus down here, it's like, you know, each one reach one, which is perfect. I love that. That's so real, man. I mean, and we were talking a little bit about like the transitions you've made. I mean, I made some crazy transitions too. Um, well, not even crazy, but just like non-linear transitions, you know, um, like from the military to like New York to living, basically just being a student and then working in finance for a little bit, realizing Hey, I do want to do real estate development. It's just like, well, what is this man on? You know, what I'm like, this this dude needs to figure out his life, <laughs> choose something. <laughs> but I feel like it's important to find that thing that gives you that that level of excitement that you're looking for. Unfortunately, I, I kind of found that in like the business acquisition stuff and real estate development. So I'm like, at the beginning of a of like a long tail vision when it comes to that, but like. When it comes to um, transitions in general, I feel like people shy away from just 
changing their environments, but you did it. And um, you're literally in the midst of a, a, a beautiful transition. Could you talk about um, like just how it feels in general? For real, like and, and wholeheartedly respecting what you had to go through because <laughs> <laughs> like at no point, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> I think just as, as people, man, we like to be comfortable. You know, everybody yeah. always says, and I just find this to be such bullshit. Like, and, and I'm sorry in advance for like blank, but like, nah. people are like, oh, I don't want to be rich. I want to be comfortable. What the fuck does that mean? You know? Thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is you that? just want slippers and a robe? Like, that shit's comfortable, but you cannot have a house. Right. You know what I mean? But like, well, as people, man, like, you know, we get into grooves and, you know, we get comfortable. Like, whenever I left, similar to what you were saying, like, coming from Pittsburgh to D.C., going to school there, I had four different jobs at one point, you know. Dang. Uh, yeah, teaching, working at Discovery Channel, freelancing, um, and working at Howard was, like, for real, for real, all of my jobs at one point all while trying to graduate and get a master's degree. So it was like, I'm grinding. Then I got into the groove of New York where it's like, I'm comfortable. I got my teaching job. I can do films or whatever it is that I want on my off time. But, mm -hmm. you know, living as comfortable as I was, making good money and knowing my hours, I was burnt. Like that comfortability actually was more damning than it was helpful. Like I knew every two weeks I was going to get a check. You know, every two weeks, I knew exactly how much that check was going to be. And don't, don't get me wrong. That's great. Like, I'm paying my rent. I'm paying my bills. But I'm so unhappy. <laughs> like, it's a, it's, a, it's a shitty feeling, bro. Like, you know, you got your money and you're being comfortable. Like, I'm not needing for nothing. I'm not check to check. But, like, there's no happiness in that. So now I'm in this transition, like you mentioned, like, where I'm actually able to do what I want to do and feel good about doing it. Mm -hmm. um, trying to build something that I actually want to build. And, you know, I think that with that comfortability, I think there's always that, like, looking over the fence sort of scenario where, like, you see what somebody else has and you kind of want that too. Right. Uh, at least that's how it was for me. So, like, I always wanted the next job or the next title or the next pay bump. And I thought that that would make me a little bit happier, but it never did, you know? So down here now, like I mentioned, man, like I'm actually able to do the things that I want to do. I just had this kid. I just, that I just had a kid. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I get to be a father. <laughs> yeah, man, I get to be a father now. So it's like, I'm not first. Uh, and I realized that like, it's more to life than just work. Like. You gotta pour more into you and what it is that actually makes you happy and enjoy it, man. Like you only got one life to live, and nobody on their last day is gonna be like, "Hey, I wish I had one more hour of work." Right? Nobody's so, like, "I should have sent that email." Yeah, you like, know what I mean. Like, <laughs> and I realize that that's just the importance of it, man. Like, do the things that make you happy, because at some point, in some way, you'll always find a way to make money off of it. But at the end of the day, you're literally you love to do and that's where i am now and that's the transition here that's what's up man that's really cool to hear um especially to hear that you're happy 
like as a friend like that's like the best thing to hear happiness is valuable you cannot put a like a dollar amount on being happy at all like and i think that that's uh you know a scenario in which people just don't realize it like you know you go through your day-to-day or you know you wait for that weekend that friday saturday Sunday brunch vibe yeah. and it's like shit cool and then you wake up on Monday like god damn <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, you know but like if you're happy Sunday to Sunday then it's a completely different feeling man yeah I feel like that's what everybody's trying to do or even making it seem like it's like but it's like nah low-key work his ass you know what I'm saying? you know at, at least some days you know work sucks at least some days um but you get paid to do it you know yeah exactly um I, that's awesome man you know um and i know that you're doing a few different cool projects down in texas are there any that you want to share or um i was going to ask you a question in relation to that but uh yeah, did you want to talk about any any of those things? Yeah, for sure. So similar to what I was just saying, like trying to get those other jobs. I don't think I shared this with you before, but like mm-hmm. I was, man, I've interviewed for so many jobs that like I can almost be an interview coach. I'm just I'm saying that. <laughs> I don't know how true it is, but you know, like a lot of high level positions. Uh, I'll share one with you. So one was a company called Hearst and they own like fucking 30 TV stations. Mm-hmm. And they wanted me to be this senior something other. And I got all the way to the final round. I'm down to the last three candidates. Mm-hmm. And they passed on me for a person. And mm-hmm. one of the things that like pissed me off is I'm like, damn, like I'm, I'm tired of always getting these notes. I Googled the man that beat me out, right? So I'm like, all right, I wanna, I wanna know what made this man so special. This man had six Emmys. <laughs> this man had his own broadcast show. This man was writing for a bunch of other things, and I learned that, like in life, that's the competition, right? Um, and that there's no recipe for your own success. And so now that I'm here, I realized that he's doing a project that I had already sort of done in New York, but on a much smaller scale. So I'm like, well, fuck it. Like, if you went ahead and did this in Long Island and this got you six Emmys and this high paying job at this big corporation, but I can't get your job because obviously I'm not as qualified. I don't got six Emmys. <laughs> Emmys. One day, one day. It's crazy. Right, exactly. Like, you know, and I, I thought about that and I was like, if I've already been doing that project, I'm going to restart that project. So the project was called Live in the Color. Um, and I'm recreating it down here. Yeah. And originally it was about Black actors, musicians, artists, just talking about like how to get their start in New York City. Now, my problem was I just was dope, by the way. Work. That was very Appreciate dope. It. That was very dope. What I didn't realize, and you know, hindsight being 2020, if I had promoted that way more, 
one of the uh, the actors that's on there, she's producing now for BET. She's in the Producers Guild of America. She's doing big stuff. The other actors writing for Netflix. Uh, the model, I'm not, I, I don't know if I should say the name, but like all of these people went off to do big, big, huge projects, bro. Like Calvin Klein, Nike ads, um, Netflix deals, BT deals, Amazon deals. And I looked at that and was like, damn, like that was my network. <laughs> right. So yes. now in Houston, it still is. You're right. I can still call them up, but like, now in Houston, I'm like, I want to recreate that, but the Houston version, given that the community is so deep down here and so supportive. Um, I, I'm starting with restaurants. I actually got a shoot. Oh, what? Seven. Yeah, bro. Shit picking up. So it's like, <laughs> I got a shoot on the 7th in which we're going Black-owned restaurants, Black-owned businesses, uh, and trying to promote that because, again, I saw that that's what got homie his six Emmys. Mm -hmm. And if I can do that before the black community, because I know for a fact that we support each other, that that could be a movement, you know? So that's the next project. I got a few things in the pipeline, bro. Like, I'm not trying to think too far down the line, but like, like I mentioned before, I got a huge mountain that I'm just chipping away at. So it's like taking it one step at a time. But I think that in the next for real for three months it's going to be fast and furious let's go man i love three to months, hear bro. that <laughs> three months and 2022 is a big year and it's and it's only it's only may you know what i'm saying it's only may you know? and like and yeah like you mentioned bro like it's that transition time dog like taking a step mm -hmm. back to realize what it is that i actually wanted and getting the time to do it which is also an important thing right like mm. That's not, it's a luxury. I'm not going to lie to you. Like being mm -hmm. able to say that I have the time to do what I want to do. I was joking with my wife the other day, man. I was like, man, this is how Shark Tank shit is made. Like <laughs> those same things that you look yeah. at Shark Tank and you're like, yo, like, how did you come up with this? Well, one day I was home and I had some time to think. And boom, Shark Tank happened. Right. That's where I am now. Like I want to, I want to make sure that I have the ability to succeed, which is what not a lot of people would actually attempt to do yeah man no i feel like a lot of people aren't necessarily living within the the scope of what their purpose might be or they even they might not even take enough time out of their normal schedule where they're you know comfortable and everything to be like dang you know what my real skill is xyz or my actual gift to the world is this like i think we were born to create and the fact that you're you've been able to tap into this your network and your skills that you've you've really built over over a couple decades <laughs> it you know what i'm saying <laughs> this is this is not easy and this is not for the faint of heart but you're out here just taking everything in stride that's that's fire, man. That's amazing. Yo, you just brought up a good point, though, too. Taking everything in stride, man. Like, it's easy to go up. It's hard to come down. Mm. And I think that when you have that, like, all right, you might get beat up a little bit on whatever it is that you're trying to do within your transition. Right. But as long as you don't quit and you take it in stride, like, 
you know, I've been taking every note that I've got in every interview as a learning lesson. So, right. Again, bro, like I'm the king of interviews right now. So, like, and for notable companies are like high positions in which, like, when you figure out why you didn't get that no, to then say, all right, man, I it wasn't meant. I hate that phrase. That wasn't meant for me. You know, or people be like, oh God, I got something better. I hate hearing that. But like, you got to think to yourself like that. Like, I do have to still keep pushing. This really wasn't meant for me. When am I supposed to take away from it? So, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, like adjusting, taking it on the chin and just keep pushing. So like, as far as content creation, I speak on that. Like, again, the guy who beat me out had six Emmys. Another company that told me no. I saw what they were doing. They owned, it's crazy to say this, they owned the Con Festival in France. Like, that was wow. their baby. <laughs> and I'm speaking to them about getting a role within them. And wow. I got an opportunity to, like, again, get all the way to, like, those final steps. But I got to know. And I'm looking at the content that they created, and I'm like, damn, I'm already doing this. Oh, are they right. doing this? Like, you guys are telling me no for a position for something that I'm already doing. But again, mm. someone else is beating me out that has the awards, that has the this, that has the that, you know? And you just got to keep pushing. You got to keep striving. I think that's a big, big, big part of it, man. Right. And really, the no sometimes, those are the biggest blessings. Like that realization that you have the skills to do that stuff, you know what I'm saying? That's like, okay, I bet. Let me just like turn on my camera. Let me get this going. Let me do this. Let me call this person. Let me text this person. Like, let me DM them. Let me, you know, you can get on your own grinds. Like, you don't have to do it in within someone else's system. You can create your own system. Um, you avoid the politics, the BS, the bull, man. Yeah. it's just, I think. If you have an opportunity to work for yourself, albeit you get to set your hours, and sometimes those hours right. might be 24 hours, but Thanks. you get a lot of the less hassle, man. Like, I don't got to jump on a call if I don't want to. You know, I don't have to <laughs> come to your office to talk to you because it's my business. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think that's sort of beneficial. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I think based on where, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but like I've, based on where I've been too, I feel as though um, the blessing is when you, when you have an opportunity to create your own thing. And like, when you create your own thing though, just the way that this, that social media works and the, the algorithm things and the fact that it's a fractal, you know, the social media is only going to show it to like a small percentage of people in your network. And so you might start something and really think it's trash just because you got two likes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get when you. you. When you do, when you keep going with it, it's like other people start to see the value of your skill set just, just by virtue of the fact that you keep going. And it might be two people, it might be three people. Um, maybe nobody says anything for like months, but I think that skill set of just like basically putting yourself in your personal development gym, that's 
that's the best right there. Um, Yeah, nah. <laughs> <You tagged> it. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like I that like a lot. That is so key, man. Um, because for me, I got super obsessed with personal development when I like even from high school. When you, I don't. This is this is taking it way back, but like when you like if you don't make the basketball team, and then you're like, I'm gonna show them. Let me. <laughs> I'm gonna grow up and be <laughs> successful. <laughs> <laughs> and like the same thing just the same uh situation kind of perpetuates itself in the in a different form throughout life but it's just funny to um to just think about like but i, I really like the fact that you're you're really focusing on starting your own things because i think that's where the power is um you know no matter what stage it is it's like especially since it's exciting to you that's like that's the biggest yeah. blessing right there I joke with Sylvia. I was joke with my wife too. Like you know, like <laughs> everybody wants like every job. I had to keep telling myself it's not about a job, but like every job wants somebody with like you know. You might have seen the memes like five to seven years experience for an entry level job. Like, right. <laughs> what the fuck does that make sense? <laughs> None it makes no sense. <laughs> so like. And then it's always that catch twenty two. So you're supposed to have like that five to seven uh, years of experience for the entry level, or like you're overqualified for a certain position. So where do you actually get that experience, bro? Like, you know, you got to make right. it. You got to make right. it in some way, whether it is you're doing it or whether you know you parlay with somebody and network, and and then y'all do it. But I feel like that's just. Thing, man like you have to figure out what is worth your time you know mm. and and work that that's so real that's so real man um man i think you know we can wrap this up with a bow you know in terms of um <laughs> in terms of navigating transitions if there's somebody listening that is in the process of navigating a transition um right now what advice would you give them in terms of the things they can do to execute um, today? What would that thing be? Be open. Uh, in the shortest way possible. Like, I was very narrow-minded to a lot of things. And just mm -hmm. being open to saying, okay, I'll try this. Or, okay, I need help being open to the possibility that someone may be able to do something for me in the aspect of helping me get better. Um, and just being aware, you know, of open for yourself, man. Like, it's okay to not know what you don't know and to be afraid of, yeah. like, the transitions that might take place. It's a scary thing to, to sort of change, to go from a comfortability mm -hmm. that you might have in life to not knowing and then figuring out, um, but being open and to that change, I think is the biggest, biggest takeaway I've learned from this so far, man. Like I was super against moving. I'm super against mm -hmm. trying this, um, but realizing that like now that I'm in a space where I can feel more comfortable, you start to feel a little bit more confident just by opening yourself up to just different opportunities and different things. Love that, man. 
Love that. The boss himself, Carl Hanner, out here. Soon, soon. <laughs> three months. Preaching. Three months. Three months, bro. I'm telling you, it's it's such a it's such a grind and such a drive, but it's just like yeah. you also get sort of a high off of it. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to mean like demean it that way, but like I can see so many things clearer now versus like you know one of the things that we started sidebar like that you sort of yeah. questioned me earlier was like where do I see myself three or five years? Man, I made ten year plans since I was seventeen. Like mm-hmm. I literally have these old ass discolored papers that I used to post on my <laughs> wall by my door and like start to check things off on what I think that I wanted. And it helped me to understand that like you need that guidance, bro. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you need that guidance. So I'm 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 telling myself, man, to keep chipping away at that mountain, to keep working at what I can work at, keep being open and just right man i mean i'm gonna be real you're one of the most brilliant individuals that i know i met a lot of people in my life you are a dope individual man and so the fact that that, yeah man the fact that uh (laughs) those companies missed out you know what i'm saying but the thing is (laughs) they missed out (laughs) it's um it's a lot man and i know that navigating the transitions it's like there's so much more that we could go into detail about, um, aside from the 40, 30 or 40 minutes that we've been talking, we might have to jump on a, a part two, honestly, at some point, it, you know, in a few months and be like, yo, what's good? I'm telling, you, I'm telling you, man, I'm like, right now, I got so many coals in the fire. I'm excited. <laughs> like, this is yes. a good time of life, man. Good time yes, of life. man. I, I love to hear that, bro. Um, but yeah, man, until the next time we we uh, record one of these, I just hope you, uh, I wish you the best, my dude. And um, but no, thank you for the time. I'm glad we got a chance to uh, capture this moment for, um, you know, our relationship too, man. So um, I hope you have a good day, bro. I appreciate that, man. You too. And to your no. point, man, forget them other companies. That's not the word I want to use. <laughs> just like you mentioned, <laughs> just like you mentioned, dog, that personal development gym, man. Like I, I swear, I, I said the same thing that you was talking about. Like, nah, I'm gonna go ahead and show them. I'm gonna be better than them because right. they, they should say yes. Right. They should say yes. They should say yes. Literally. Um, right, man. All right, bro. I hope you have a good rest of your day, man. For real. Appreciate. It. Real big, I know one day I would do it real big